You are listening to the Be Fit and Me podcast with your co-host, Lena. And your co-host, Amber. Be Fit and Me is a podcast dedicated to women. And men. Okay. Who want the best out of life. Our goal is to create a community where we can share our struggles, victories, and experiences to encourage not only ourselves, but you, and to inspire each other. We're not experts, doctors, or psychologists, but hope you'll follow us on this insane journey as we strive to have it all. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to another Be Fit and Me episode. I'm your co-host, Lena. And I'm Amber. And today is a Fit Friday episode. Yes, you're listening, hopefully on a Friday. And do you want to share with everyone how your week went? Did you do anything exciting, eventful, memorable? Well, my fiance and I, we did take our engagement photos this weekend. And I apologize in advance for all of the probably like wedding engagement references that will come over the next couple of months. But we're on a very condensed schedule from, you know, the time that we decided to set our date and the actual date. So there's just a lot happening um, in my life related to that right now. But it was pretty cool. We did our shoot in uh, downtown LA. Um, One of the venues was the Hotel Figueroa, where we actually got engaged at my birthday party. Woo woo. Lena was there. I was Everyone was waiting for her. Tell the story about how everyone was waiting for you. Oh, I was... (laughs) preparing to take some pictures i think it was with miriam we were we were doing something in the lobby and um i also had to go to the bathroom real quick and we didn't realize that there was going to be a speech or you know an announcement a big announcement so we gathered everyone down and under the guise of like a group photo you know in front of the pool with a nice setting and everyone's like um he's like where's lena (laughs) I was like, where's Lena? <laughs> I was I mean, like, I don't know where Lena is. And so if I knew five there was to an ten minutes later, <laughs> she comes prancing back in. Oh, my bad. Oh, we, we, had, we went to take a picture. Yeah. We went to the restroom. My fault. If we knew there was a big life change announcement, we would have um, stayed. But yes, so we went back to um, the hotel and did some photos there and then some other cool places downtown. So yeah, that was pretty Exciting. I'll be posting. Yes, look up for So, yeah, there will be some going on social. And I, mine wasn't as um, eventful as that. Well, I did. I did it. I did a lot. Sounds, <laughs> sounds pretty eventful. Actually, much more eventful than That's just true. posing for pictures. Um, I did pose for a lot of pictures, though. I Well, last week was Halloween, so I went to a Halloween party with my best man. That is my partner. I also went to the West Hollywood Carnival the big spectacular parade event they have every year. And I believe this is the biggest one in the world, the West Hollywood parade for Halloween on actual Halloween. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to that. I did not like Carnival Caribbean Carnival. No, it's it's, Halloween. Yeah. yeah. It's I think they call it the Halloween Carnival. 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 And so I went to that. That was fun. Um, I feel like I don't need to do it again. This is my second year in a row doing it. I feel like I've lived it out. I do feel like it's one of those things that, like, if you come to L.A. or move to L.A., you have to go at least once to say you did. Mm-hmm. I went um, maybe my the first couple years I was here. Oh, I did and go my first was, year. Yeah, no, and it was amazing, but it's just like it's too much for me to do every single year. But I do feel like it is one of those 
quintessential LA experiences that you have to do at mm-hmm. some point. The first time I went, we went, I remember going to Dantana's. We went to the parade and then we spent all day and all night out there. I mean, I was a lot younger. I could hang and do yeah. that. This last Wednesday, it was, you know, I, I want to live my life and live it out. But I feel like that at this point, I'm just a little, I'm not going to say too old. I've just reached that point where I'd rather stay at home. Yeah. And so what did you dress up as? I was a Victorian steampunk. <laughs> and oh, wow. It's a blend of a Victorian. Um, so it's a def- Victorian gown. And then think Mad Max. I didn't really have the metal and techn- right. techn- technology um, accessories. Steampunk, yeah. yeah. But it worked for what I wanted. It, it did its job. Dressing up is fun. I love doing that. I reused, recycled, and just restyled it for Wednesday, from my party Sunday to Wednesday. Slightly different, but the same overall. And then the third thing I did, I think, which is the most important thing, and I voted. So I did that on Halloween as well. So I sent in my ballot, and I participated and said what I had to say by voting. Yeah, this was a big week. <laughs> yes, I had a lot, a lot to do. So the subject, or the conversation, I should say, we are going to have today really is the reason why we decided to do this podcast in the first place. It sparked. Yes, it, it definitely a conversation about mm-hmm. this topic is what sparked. sparked this idea. And we wanted to focus more on the mental, physical, and emotional, rather the mind, body, and soul preparation that we are doing, that each of us are doing um, when it comes to this new world for us which is called motherhood. You know, it's, it's something that we haven't thought about until our later years. I'm in my mid thirties. Amber's enjoying her first year of her forties. She is now 40. It is an important one. I believe for both of us, we're at a point in our lives where we're making steps into the next chapter. We've waited not only in the right time of our lives, but we waited for the right men, our partners to add additions and so today our focus is going to be and on... start a family because that was a little bit of a cryptic introduction. <laughs> to start a family, have kids. All oh yeah, stuff. start a family. I don't know how I studied it. Sorry, um, I'm in Halloween mode still. It was cryptic really? This episode is going to actually be a two-part episode. So we're going to do the fit portion today, and then the other conversation we're going to have and release on Monday is going to be more about pros and cons, concerns we have, or just, you know, the overall everything else. Challenges, hopes, dreams. Pretty much everything else we're not going to focus on today. We'll talk about on the next episode. So we're going to, well, I'm going to share my advice on how I'm personally, physically preparing my body for the changes and what I tell clients that are they're how they're preparing for the same and then how we're emotion emotionally and mentally preparing for this life change it's a big life change and especially that we're you know I'm in my late 30s Amber's in her early 40s uh, uh, Amber is 40 Amber is 40 <laughs> So it's slightly different for those who are at their prime in their 20s and their 30s. They're just slight changes that I'm making in my workout routine, cutting down on long distance cardio. So say running for three to eight miles several times a week, I have completely cut running out. I do walk 
and I do the stair climber a little bit, but it's not as intense as it used to be. And you do hit, which has cardio intervals. Yeah, I do. But not like the long Yeah, it's high intensity, high intensity interval training, which combines resistance, core, and cardio. So for me, it's really focusing, like I said, on core, making sure that the abs, the glutes, the pelvic floor strong, all the muscles and all of the areas that we need for our childbearing years and childbirth and and to also post- help that body bounce back yeah the post pregnancy <laughs> body but i'm not too focused on that at this point in my life i'm not too vain to worry um. about how I'm going to look afterwards. I just want a healthy baby at the end of the day. Yeah. Or do you... And in terms of the cardio, because I still do a mix. And we also want to say, again, we're not doctors. But if not in you the are a woman having, you know, say, challenges with your weight, cutting mm-hmm. out cardio may not be the best solution. So a doctor may recommend something else. But where we are, we're coming from a place where, obviously, Lena's a trainer. She has a fitness schedule. I have been, you know, doing more training more seriously in the past couple of years. So we're at a place where this is kind of the next step for us. So I just kind of wanted to qualify the no cardio side of it. But yes, doing um, more strength strength training, a lot of core, Pilates, Mm -hmm. um, and even in the strength conditioning classes, doing more of the abs and core exercises. And yes, speak to your doctor or speak to someone who is more knowledgeable in this area. So my clients who are actually preparing for this change and taking the steps to make their body prepared for childbirth and carrying the child, I recommend that as well. Not to say that they shouldn't do cardio, but that's for my own body type and what I, um, what I personally do. So yes, thank you for that, Amber. I've also, due to my sister having a baby, opened my eyes up to, hey, I'm I should start taking a prenatal vitamin. So that's something that I've started. And I've been doing that for the last, I believe, two to three months. I recently saw my doctor and she did mention that if your pH balance is a little too low, it could kill sperm, but so can soap and other detergents that you're using. So I don't really play into that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't really play into that too much, but I'm taking every step that I can to give myself a better chance of getting pregnant sooner than later. I have also have have chosen not to travel to Zika zones. We were going to go on a trip to my partner wanted to go for his birthday. He wanted to go to some island in the Caribbeans and it was listed as a place to have Zika virus. So we stayed and didn't travel. We chose to stay here in LA. We had a fun time. And then the, the big one that I have um, not relied so much on, and that is fertility apps. And my doctor also mentioned that I shouldn't rely so much on this. A friend of mine did tell me to download the app Flow. It's helpful for some women, but it turns out for me, it's not something that I need to focus on because I'm someone who will take something on and that's all I focus on instead of listening to my body and really doing what I've always done. My menses or my cycle is the same every single month and it has been. So why do I need to use the app at this point? There's no reason for me to take on this new thing that's only going to cause stress in my life. It may or may not affect my body or the outcome. And I know you see things differently when it does come yeah, to the app. Yeah, I have a different perspective on the app. So a friend of mine also recommended it when we started having conversations because she was actually in the process of trying to get pregnant. 
there were some challenges. And so, you know, she had recommended the app and the app that I've been using is called Life. I found it to be helpful because even though I am fairly regular as well, I'm always the one who, you know, when I go to the doctor visit and they're like, you know, what was the first day of your last period? And I'm like, well, um, I think it was last Tuesday. Um, I was at dinner that night. You know, like I can't, <laughs> I'm like, I can't focus on like the dates and the I know the exactly what week. I was doing, what time, how I was feeling. <laughs> no. And so, so for me, it's, it makes it much easier to have a calendar back to reference. And then the other part of that is part of why that's helpful is to track your cycles over time to see if there's been any changes or maybe there were times of the year that something happened, et cetera. So for me, it's helpful as a tool because I am older when it comes to trying to have a baby. And then when I'm sitting down with my doctor and hopefully after I start trying, if there are any issues, we can go back. And now I have the app for her to reference to see exactly what my cycle has been doing. So I think it's helpful from just like a background perspective in the event there are any issues to be able to have an idea of what may have changed or shifted during that time. In terms of like I haven't because I haven't started trying yet, the ovulation piece of it has been less important, but I figure it's probably with in the timeline that it is so I probably would consult it yeah so I know it has worked it worked for my girlfriend it's worked for several women I know it's a it's a number one app for a reason I don't want to come robotic in my you know personal life when it comes to that area of my Mm -hmm. life I feel like you know when you're ovulating every woman should know and that's there are certain changes within the body that happen I feel like I would lose sight of that, you know, just focusing, okay, at this time. So what changes happen in your body? Physical changes. There's, uh, so you get hornier. Well, I physically, I, I get hornier. And also there is a mucus, so it's not. And we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> there are, I mean, that's a physical <laughs> change. <laughs> so there are, yes. so if you want to know about any of the physical changes, all you have to do is Google, Google those changes when it comes to ovulation, when your body is ovulating. And in general, if you're not an earlier ovulator, like your cycle is maybe only 21 days, you tend to ovulate within, I think, six to 10 days after right. your period. And those who are regular 28 day cycles, you ovulate between 10 Right. Or 12 in the 16th day after your period. But that can be wrong. My doctor confirmed that. That is not always the fact. Right. That's not guaranteed. That may not always be the case for you. You're an individual. Your body's different. So that's why I've, you know, I'm kind of skeptical. I'm sorry. Skeptical on using that in the long term. It's just listen to my body go with the flow and whatever happens, happens. And that's really how the flow of this conversation and the way I view no pun this conversation is going to be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But overall, just in general, what it comes to my physical changes is that I want to keep my life the same, but maybe slightly more moderated, keep it simpler than I have been. But like I said before, I went to a Halloween party. I went and did the West Hollywood Halloween carnival but I also did my part in politics and I voted. So I did. Because children are the future. You have to you vote know, for their future. We do. And that serious talk, we do. So, but that's a 
that's on another, another conversation that for is something another entirely day. a different conversation yes but yeah overall just keeping things the same i don't want to go so far off that i'm completely changing my life before anything even happens you just mentioned or you disagreed or rebuttaled my reason for having or you see not using the flow app or other apps out there but you have other reasons or other changes that you've done physically and you're at a different stage so you're doing things slightly different than I am you're at a different not so much changes physically because like changing my fitness routine and lifestyle that was something I you know took on a few years ago um in terms of my diet I feel like I eat and I, you know, I've said before, I eat fairly healthily, but I definitely enjoy my wine, enjoy my sweets. And I do feel like there are times that I could maybe cut pack one or two of those things um, to put myself in, in an even better position. I think the biggest first step for me at this point, you know, I was in my late 30s. And so the first thought for me was I need to sit down with a doctor and actually sort of understand what I should be thinking about, what I should be considering. Are there any tests I should be doing to see where I am? Should I be thinking about freezing my eggs? And so the first step for me was to make that appointment with my doctor, which I did. And it was an appointment that I was planning before I got into my relationship, you know, with my fiance now. But this had happened around the time we had first started dating. And so my conversation with her was you know, one, to ask questions about freezing my eggs, and two, you know, what tests I should be doing to get an idea of where I may be fertility-wise. And so in terms of freezing my eggs, you know, she said, look, like, if you are considering, you know, trying to have kids sooner rather than later, then maybe you should just try first because, Freezing your eggs is its own process. And so to sort of like put your body through that and then you're going to be trying anyway and it could happen or not. It just, that might not be the best first step. And also because I am in my late thirties and a woman is known that her fertility sort of, you know, begins to decline for most women around 35, you know, Uh at an accelerated rate. Exactly. So I was beyond that point. So it's not like I was, you know, 30 or 32 where I still would have a good selection of like healthy eggs. Like what are the chances that these eggs that I'm attempting to freeze like aren't great, you know? So, so it was really, you know, she was saying that something maybe that I would consider if I had no idea of a timeline but given that I was in a relationship it's something I wanted to do sooner than rather than later that I should sort of wait out the next couple of months and then see how it goes with trying so I put the sort of you know freezing my eggs Mm -hmm. question to to rest for me and then the next piece of it was um being tested and so she had recommended the FSH test which is the follicle stimulating hormone test. And that's supposed to give you a gauge of where like the number of eggs. It's not the exact number you have, Mm -hmm. but it sort of puts you on a chart as to the likelihood of fertility kind of based on the ratio of follicles that you have. And so So much (laughs) that I have to look forward to. And so I took the test And then, you know, I get the results and I'm able to, you know, look at everything online. And this is before I talk to her and I see this number. And of course, the first thing I do is Google it. Like, what's the right number? (laughs) Like, what's what's the number should I be like for some of my age? And 
So like I see this number and I like see this chart and it's like, it looks like I'm in the danger zone. And so of course, like now I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, like I knew this was going to happen. Like why did I wait? And so I'm like getting myself all worked up. And then of course I had scheduled a follow-up appointment anyway, just to talk through all of my results uh, with my doctor. And so I get in there and she's like, yeah, like this looks good. Like, yeah, your thyroid, you know, your thyroid's a little bit low. And so maybe you'd like to see those numbers get higher. But other than that, you know, you should just try. And like she had no concerns You'll get pregnant tomorrow. Go. Go. And so, you know, I sort of recognized in that moment, like that's why you talk to a professional (laughs) who I do think it's good to research and have an understanding for yourself, but you know, at a certain point in life, at a certain age, you should definitely be consulting with a doctor um, who would have way more knowledge, experience, and background than you. Um, And so that's my recommendation as a first step, just to make sure that physically from a health, fertility health perspective, that you're in the best position. And then they can also recommend, because The other side of it, well, if I had just been trying and then things weren't happening and then I go in and she's like, oh, by the way, this number is low. Oh, by the way, I've wasted all of that time. Yeah, you could have been a year or two. Exactly. So it's preemptive. And so if there are any problem areas or concerns, you can try to correct them before you start trying or you can maybe have a different strategy. Maybe trying naturally isn't the best strategy for you if certain numbers aren't matching up and Mm -hmm. you can get started on those things earlier. So that's something that I felt was important. It's something that I did. And ultimately, like, who knows? (laughs) Now the next step is to, you know, start trying and who knows what will happen. But at least I've sort of put myself in the best position and gotten a doctor's advice uh, as to what that is and where I am. And to follow, I know this is slightly going off when it comes to women, just in general, going to the doctor regularly is so important because you could discover things right away that could prevent you from having issues in the future when you get to the age that I am or Amber is. So always being diligent when it comes to going to the doctor on a regular basis and getting a pap smear. Agreed. So important. I agree with that 100%. And I can say that I've been guilty of not because you're like, well, I feel fine. But, you know, you never know. So I also concur that regular doctor visits, pap smears. The other thing is, like, if you go in and they see something, if you haven't been in five years, they have nothing to compare it to. Mm -hmm. So I think in terms of, like, being able to monitor any changes – you can't do that unless you're going in regularly. And that so, can happen within a year and a half. Just like cancer can come, just like that. You go to the doctor, you're fine. A month later, you have it. So getting checked up, I could not stress that enough. Go do that. Make your appointment tomorrow. This leads me into mentally preparing. So thinking about, it's not just a physical change. This is a complete mental change, a complete change and shift of your whole entire life. For me, it's actually bigger than I think the physical part because the physical part is obviously vanity. We're going to gain weight. The aftermath of giving birth to a child is going to change. But the mental part starts before, during, and after. It's, It's during the whole process. So at this point in my life, I'm not as far along in the process of, you know, making this happen. I haven't gone and taken these steps that Amber has. But for me in the last two years, I want to say two or three years, I have improved so much with my patients, not just because I'm living with my wonderful patient partner, my best man, 
with family, with friends, with clients, my ability to just sit back, breathe before I overreact, before I say something that I regret. I'm calm, cool, collected, and I just have a moment where I just hoosa. So for me, that's been the biggest piece in the mental change for me. I've also, for the last, gosh, 12 years, I've been saying, you can ask anyone, I want kids, I want kids. You know, it's always been a dream of mine. Marriage for some women is their number one priority, their number one dream. That's what they want to do. That is not necessarily my number one thing. It's always been kids. But now that I'm getting closer to that time where, hey, you either do it or you don't, I am fearful of this big step. It's overcoming the fantasy of wanting them to actually it becoming a reality. So for me, that's two of the biggest things that I've really had to work on is patience and actually coming to a point where, okay, I'm going to do this. Let's do this with my partner, meaning not Amber. I'm looking at her I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this, Lena. <laughs> well, we are. Although we're, although we're hoping it works out that way so we can go through yeah. this experience together. But so, yeah. <laughs> but mentally being with someone and being, I am mentally prepared for this moment to happen. It's not just, I'm saying it to everyone I meet or saying it to family. It's actually, I want it to come into fruition. Then yours are slightly different because you're at a different place and a different mental state than I am per se? Yes, I think the mental challenges for me have been, you know, I've been on my own for so long, living on my own for so long, and I'm used to having that me time. And so, and and to some extent, I was starting to feel like it was too much me time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, you know, at some point you're like, okay, I've had enough of myself, you know? (laughs) And so, um, wait, can I just say, but I've seen you change over the years, not to say that you were that much different. I see that also your patience has definitely changed right. and right. you've been more open-minded and like, okay, I'll go your way. Cause it's, right. it's kind of was like, okay, Amber wants to do it. We're doing it Amber's way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still have those moments, but, <laughs> but for me, so I work with some incredible women who are my coworkers, uh, who have families and they each have two to three kids. And after like a crazy stressful day at work, I would come home, you know, eat my dinner, sit on my couch, watch my DVR. And I would think to myself, like, if I had kids right now, like, this would not be my life. Like, there would be someone needing to eat or someone crying or needing homework or what have you. And so at first, I think my reaction was a little bit, like, gave me a bit of anxiety. But then, like, the more I thought about it, I'm also thinking about the beauty of having, you know, this little person so excited to see you when you come home and how much you miss them. Because I have also have coworkers who had just gotten married over the past year and just had their first kid. Mm -hmm. And so I watched them and like their joys with this, you know, baby that's now in their life and that they get to go home to and that they don't want to leave. And so there's a beauty in that. And so I started to think more and and even though I knew that would be the case but to really sort of embrace that more and that allowed me to let go of this idea of you know Mm -hmm. just me and my space and my time Mm -hmm. and the other factor that changed was that I moved in with my fiance we moved in together and so I had never lived with you know a boyfriend another human (laughs) you know and so that was a huge life change and my life now is very different because 
I have responsibilities in the home. And it's not just me. We work together, but I have responsibilities in the home that whereas I maybe would have let that bag sit for a week and a half because it was no it's gonna bother no one but me. I know that that's not what he wants to come home to. So I'm having to, you know, when I come home, do laundry in the middle of the week, whereas I might have waited until Sunday before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things like that have started to change in my life and I've adapted to it. It's not really a struggle. Yes, I mean, it can be exhausting sometimes, but it's not like I'm not getting frustrated as like I'm missing this couch time. And so I feel like taking those baby steps is helping me to get closer to what it will be like when I welcome an actual uh, child into my life. So yeah, so I think mentally that was sort of the biggest shift. And to go with that too, I didn't mention, but prioritizing time. So you bringing another person, another an adult into your life and you're moving into his right. space, you have to prioritize every moment of your life now. It's scheduling. And I think about that too with the kids. I can't just drop everything. You know, right. my friend calls me, hey, let's go meet for drinks. I can't do that. And before you asked me 10 years ago, if even three years ago, I would have said last no. <laughs> I don't know about last <laughs> week. Oh yeah, last week in hope. No, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking that I'm mentally ready. But say two or three years ago, if you were to ask me, no, I I love my time. I'm selfish, but I'm going to remain selfish for the long haul. We'll explain that more in a later podcast. But I like me and my time, like you're saying, I can't imagine giving up this time for anyone else. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are my partner, but I don't want to be overwhelmed with a crying baby, this and all of these little steps. But my sister, for instance, had a baby Two months ago, I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast when I went home to meet him and leaving him, I never knew it was going to have that effect. I've had friends explain that when you meet your niece and nephew or your nephew for the first time, and then you leave, you don't know how it's going to affect you. And I was like, oh, no, they're not going to have that bond right away. And I knew right when the moment that I had to get on the airplane, I had that that feeling, that emotional feeling. And I was like, oh, so just having that time at home prepare help to prepare me too and that's why I bring that up because emotionally there is going to be a change too and like I said years ago maybe even six months ago I wasn't prepared for this but I know deep down inside that is what I meant to do I meant to have a little Lena and maybe it may be a little Sloan that's okay or hopefully there'll be a little Lena and a Sloan (laughs) ideally (laughs) ideally that would be the perfect scenario but overall I'm meant to be a mother. I'm just meant to nurture and care for another human being. Yes, they're cute when they come out and they're babies, but they're going to grow into adults. And I'm meant to raise a well-respecting human being that's going to go out and do great things in the world. And I can't wait for that to happen. Yes, bring it on. I'm ready and I'm willing to take on this challenge. Yeah, for me on the emotional side, as Lena has mentioned, maybe I become more patient in my older years. (laughs) And so it is something that I've thought about before when I was younger several years ago when maybe I would have less patience and I would think, oh my God, if there was a child here, like you have to have patience. That's like number one. So I do feel like emotionally I'm at a place, I've done the work on myself I have an understanding of who I am, of what my weaknesses are, what my strengths are. And I also feel like I've done the work to overcome those issues that I will try my very best not to pass on to my kids. And I feel like if I had had children younger, unfortunately, they would have had to deal with some of that because, you know, basically like contact, you know, by nature of 
of contact and being around me, but being at a place where I've been able to work on myself and get myself into the best, you know, emotional place, I feel that I can create a better environment for them. And so emotionally, I feel very ready. It's, and mentally, I feel more ready than I have ever felt in my life and, you know, physically as well. So, I mean, by no stretch, am I perfect? Might I lose my patience? Sure, these things will happen. (laughs) But I think I'm at least setting myself up for the best position to be the best mother that I can be. I think you're going to be a great mother. Um, so overall, we are just ready for the new chapter. We're looking forward to the whole process and we hope you're looking forward to our journey and listening in on it because it's going to be fun. It's going to be an exciting ride, but it's all worth it. Everything that we're going to do is going to be worth it in the end. So like we do on every episode on Fridays, we share a fit tip that's related to the conversation that Amber and I are having. And for me, that's just going back to my um, mental state when it comes to preparing my mind, body, and soul on having a child. You know, things don't always work out the way you want. And my stress, my anxiety gets to me sometimes when I try to take something, take on something that's out of my control. And this is something that's definitely out of my hands. I can't control every moment, every step. And I just got to, again, this is going back to the mental preparation that I am doing for myself, but sitting back and meditating and really taking time to just be thankful, sit back, breathe. I'm lucky that I do have someone in my life that if I do feel like I'm losing control or I'm having a meltdown or I'm breaking down, overthinking things, especially when it comes to pregnancy, being, coming a mother, taking on this challenge, he's there to listen to me. And he really calms me down and walks me through every scenario. So he's been really big and great at helping me, not just with motherhood and preparing for all this, but just life in general. He's been a great partner and a great friend um, when it comes to just bringing me back, sitting me down and put put me in check, basically set me down and put me back into reality. Like Lena, it's not that big of a deal. Whatever happens, happens and we'll deal with it. That's always his response. So I'm thankful to him and I'm thankful, you know, for friends like Amber and just people I can share this experience with and continue on my journey. So that's my fit tip. And hopefully some of you can relate to that. So my fit tip this week relates back to my conversation about seeing my doctor and that I would just encourage Any woman who would like to have kids, hopes to have kids, or is open to having kids, and once you get to that age of 35 and beyond, I would strongly encourage you as a first step step to see a doctor, in part because one, just to find out where you are and for your own sanity, (laughs) you know, and for your own health, because it's also, we know that with each day, after the age of 35, statistically, it's more and more difficult to A, get pregnant, and then two, if you are, to carry it to term, and to three, if you do that, to have a healthy baby. It's just, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the reality. So if there's any way that you can see your doctor before you maybe spend time trying, or before you say, well, let me just find the right person first. The sooner you can sort of have an understanding of where you are and begin to track that, the better. So I would highly encourage you as my fit tip. And then also if you are in a relationship and you have a partner and you're planning to try together, they should also get checked out. So, you know, making sure that they get checked out and that they're in the best place so that 
you know, you really going into it, you're putting yourself in the best position and hopefully giving yourself the best chance of being successful. And also to tap into that a bit, if you are in your late 20s or even mid 20s, go to the doctor, take the right steps, because maybe there is an issue that you weren't aware of. And again, you want to prevent issues from happening or getting worse. But this is not um, the end of this conversation. We are continuing on to have part two on Monday where we talk pros and cons of why we waited later in life to have kids as well as our concerns and just our overall views on motherhood. Thoughts, hopes, fears. Yeah. Everything else that we haven't talked about in this episode, we will highlight on Monday. So again, tune in and we thank you for listening to this podcast, this episode, this conversation we've had today. I've enjoyed it. Hopefully you've enjoyed what I had to say, Amber. (laughs) Your stomach surely enjoyed it. I'm so hungry. But no, it's a very important conversation and it's important for both of us where we are from, you know, me where I am right now. And it is in part the catalyst for Lena and I coming together in this podcast. So we hope that through our thoughts and experiences that, you know, we can hopefully help others and provide some ideas. And then as always, we always welcome your feedback. So because this is such an important area, it's a sensitive area, you know, it can be a sensitive area for a lot of women too. So if you, you know, have any questions, have any thoughts or topics that, you know, you would like us to discuss, to discuss, please, please let us know. And we hope that, you know, in this community, we can just really sort of encourage each other and share in everyone's and hopes even, and challenges. Even recommendations or suggestions, if you had a difficult time or you went through something, share that with us because you've heard our side of the story and maybe it will help us in our journey when it comes to creating this life and our motherhood journey. So we appreciate that and we want that as well. So find us on Instagram, our website. I am now starting our Facebook page. So we're going to have that too. It's all under Be Fit and Me. So you can find Be Fit and Me anywhere. Yeah, Be Fit and Me spelled out. B-E-F-I-T-A-N-D-M-E dot com or at BeFitMe. It's all the same handle. And that's it for now. Until next time, part two. Have a good day. Weekend. Have a good morning. Have a good evening. Bye. Bye. Until next time, remember, stay sweet. Stay sexy. Stay sassy, but more importantly, be savvy. Oh, I think I got it all. Bye.